0: Good morning, Church. Good to see us all here today. Uh, the topic that I've been given to share is chosen or chosen by God. Uh, I found it's been uh, really relevant for me to at least hear this again and then to, to look at it and to be able to be at a stage where I can share my thoughts, obviously, from the Bible Um, as well. Um, Let's pray and then we'll we'll get into it. Heavenly Father we thank you that we are your chosen people and as we learn about that and what that means for us here today Lord I pray that you speak to us clearly. We pray for the Holy Spirit to be moving and guiding and directing us Lord and even pushing us uh, to be bold and courageous in this world. We thank you for your word, which teaches and guides us, and help us to use that, particularly today, to uh, be enriched by what you have to say. Amen. When I was first given the, looking at the topic chosen, my mind straight away went to uh, a time where we went to another church just for a visit. Don't panic too much. A number, a number of years ago because there was a guest speaker that I really wanted to hear, and he was actually a singer as well, so he got to sing some songs. His name was Stan Walker. Now, Stan Walker, some people might know Stan Walker, some people will have absolutely no idea. Stan Walker won Australian Idol a number of years ago, and he was at uh, another local church sharing his testimony. He just put out his first single, and it was really, really cool because he, he got up and he sung in his own Maori language. Um, How great thou God! And I thought, wow, this is amazing. And you get the kind of the goosebumps as he's singing. And I thought, wow, this guy's really he's really been blessed. He's got an amazing voice. It uh, must be good enough because he won an Australian Idol. I really enjoyed his voice. But then he had uh, later on he sung this song called I, uh, I Choose You. And it was his kind of first single on the radio, you know, and it was quite popular. And it was amazing that he was singing that, and he got a couple of his friends with him to come up, and they were kind of doing the dancing behind him. It was a bit more of a performance rather than a, a, you know, a modest Christian song. But you should have seen the church. The church was really into it because there's a song they heard on the radio, and it was a song that was actually performed. In church, by the person who sung it. A Christian bloke on the radio gets up in front of church and sings one of his songs. But it made me think, I choose you. That was the name of the song. And I just remember Katie and I were there, we were looking around, and people were, heaven forbid, in a Baptist church, were dancing. Oh. And it was so, for me, at that particular time, and I I apologise if I offend people, I thought it was so cool. Because I saw some of these, uh, particularly these ladies in the back row, just shimmering to this song. Whereas before they were quite modest and quite, but the music and the song and just just hearing this guy's testimony and he kind of finished with this song, it just kind of lifted the room, you know what I mean? And it was, it, just the way that he sung it, everything was, I just went away and thought, that was cool. That was that was really cool. The reason I share that story is because of the song, I Choose You. And I want that to resonate with you today. If you don't hear anything else I say in the next five or ten minutes, remember, God is saying this to you. I choose you. Okay? We got that? I choose. Choose you Alright Deuteronomy Chapter 7 Verse 7 to 9 Says this So we're going back into the Old Testament I'm going to share a couple of verses We'll have a look at what that says And then I want to share 10 of my um, Points you think, geez, tens, that's a lot of points. We're going to run through them really, really quick, and then we're going to finish with a couple of verses, uh, which I thought were really relevant for this. So Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse seven, and we're going to read just a couple of verses. It says this. The Lord did not set his heart on you and choose you because you were more numerous than the other nations. For you were the smallest of all nations. Rather, it was simply that the Lord loves you and he was keeping the oath he had sworn to your ancestors. That is why the Lord rescued you with such a strong hand from your slavery and from the oppressive hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. We'll leave it there. So we see straight away, I love that you could almost stop it where it says, I chose you because I love you. We are here talking about, you know, the Israelites and, and getting out of Egypt and all that sort of stuff. But, it's amazing that God is saying to them, I chose you, not because of your big, or in fact, you're actually really small compared to everyone else, but I chose you because I love you. And if, if that is your main point for today, we are, we're, we're sitting pretty, because that is such an important thing to remember as we live out our faith in Christ, that we are chosen... Not because we are big and strong or whatever it might be. It's because he chose us because he loves us. He loves us. All right, let's go right through to the New Testament now. This passage should be fairly re- relevant for us as a church because we've only just looked at John. So John chapter 15, and we're going to read verse 15, chapter 15, verse 15, and again, just a couple of verses. So we know what's happening here. This is the last 24 hours of Jesus' life. He's with the disciples. Um, Kind of get this, I guess, this intention of, I want to kind of get everything out that I need to get out before before I'm crucified. And he says this, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you, Everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command, love each other. I love that. You didn't choose me, I chose you. Jesus chose the disciples, we know that. But I think we can inherit that verse for ourselves here. We are chosen. We are chosen, we're appointed to go out and produce lasting fruit. So there's kind of a a second stage to that being chosen, isn't there now? Jesus is saying, I've chosen you to go and produce fruit. Okay, And that's what church is all about, isn't it? It's when you come in from your busy scheduled lives or maybe not so busy scheduled lives and you sit here in this church and, and try and keep warm or whatever it might be and then you hear a message and and ultimately and hopefully the message that you already come with is that you are loved by God and you we're trying to re- remind you of that but because of all of that stuff, now we've got to then I I'm sure Tony is the same We want to push you out the door gently To go and produce fruit It's nice that we are here And we, it's nice to know that we are loved and chosen by God But it's that next step that we're looking for Producing fruit Okay, here we go bit of uh, group activity. Everyone goes, oh, great. All right, here we go. I've written down 10 things, right, that I have read about, thought about, inspired, obviously, by the word, about being chosen by God. Now, in group participation, what I want you to do is um, say these three words. Um Chosen by God. All right, after three. One, two, three. Chosen by God. Okay, that was okay. But we can say it with a little bit more enthusiasm. Uh, I know we're at church and we are respectful, but we can still have fun, okay? Otherwise, I would not be here. All right, so when we say it, we're going to have to say it 10 times. So hopefully by the 7th or 8th, there's a little bit more enthusiasm because that is the point of today, that we are chosen by God. All right, ready? After three. One, two, three. By God. is not a mistake. You get that? That spoke to me. That was my very first thing that I wrote down because I struggle with being chosen by God. I don't know about you, it's not something I wake up every day and like, yes, I'm chosen by God. It is something that I have to keep reminding myself that I am in his family. I am set apart. And it's not a mistake because I make plenty of mistakes. But I'm pretty grateful that being chosen by God is not a mistake and it's not a mistake for you. Okay? Ready? After three. One, two, three. Is a privilege. You get that? It's a privilege to be chosen by God. And I think we have to look at it that way. I think we have to treasure it that way. That we are privileged to be called by the Almighty. When he's putting the stars in place, he's putting you in place as well. All right. One, two, three. Shows us how much he loves us. So that refers to, I guess, the Deuteronomy. But being chosen by God, it demonstrates his love. That he's actually, I feel like almost saying, God's gone out of his way to choose you. It's not a mistake. It's not a uh, you know, close your eyes and point at someone. Yep, that one. He actually loves you, and he's called you, and he's chosen you. It's a demonstration of God's love. All right, one, two, three. Brings comfort and joy, doesn't it? Being chosen surely sits in your heart and go, wow. I'm actually chosen. It's got to give you some sort of comfort. And then with that comfort, knowing it's a joyous thing to be chosen by God. Okay, one, two, three. Gives us purpose. And that was kind of referring to the passage that we just read in John 15, verse 15. We've got a purpose now. If we hadn't had one before, we've got one now. And if anything, it's a reminder of your purpose. You've been chosen by God to go and produce fruit, lasting fruit. I remember growing up in this church and I can look around this room. I can see some of my old boys' brigade leaders. I can see some of my um, youth group leaders. I can see people who uh, were there for me as I was growing up. Supporting me in this church Now I don't think I'm an old fella But I feel old sometimes But I can still look around the room And I can see people who have in me Instilled, produced fruit in me By teaching me, guiding me, directing me Whatever it might be But their job's not finished And my job's certainly not finished So I like to think that we are, there is still a purpose for our lives, and it is to keep producing fruit and to keep getting around each other. Okay, one, two, three. Means we will be with him in eternity. We will be with him in eternity. It is not a a one off choice. I'll choose you. You know, I'll choose you for today, or I'll choose you for this week, and then I'll, I'll move on to somebody else. This is an eternal choice. You are chosen by God to spend eternity with God. And very importantly, we want to see that happening on a regular basis. We want this hope that we have of eternity to be something that we live out every day. Okay? One, two, three. Chosen. Is a beautiful anointing of His Spirit, and I couldn't help but leave out. It's a confirmation of the relationship. Okay, it's a beautiful anointing of the Holy Spirit. If God says I choose you, then He'll give you the Holy Spirit, and within that Holy Spirit, you've given this strength, this guidance, this this boldness to go out and to serve and to do stuff that you wouldn't normally do, but it's out of the spirit that you've done it. See, being chosen means I'm not going to just choose you and good luck with that. I've chosen you and I'm going to give you the power to do that. One, two, three by God. brings encouragement to live out our faith. Now, they just kind of go hand in hand with the one just before, but I think it's important that in the midst of our busyness of life, in the midst of hurt in life, in the midst of having an absolute crappy day, in the midst of feeling alone, in the midst of things just aren't going right. If you just sat for a minute, and I've done this this week, if you sit for a minute and you know what? In all this mess of being chosen by God, You just have to smile and go, huh, oh, okay. In amongst the mess of life, God said, I choose you, Brad. And I'm like, oh, okay. Even though I've done this and even though I've done that and even though I can't do this and I can't do that, uh, I've chosen you. And that has to be enough for the moment to be keep. Living out your faith, to keep living out your relationship with me, because I've chosen you. You kind of get that image too, like, you ever at school when you have everyone line up and you've got to pick a team and you have two captains and then you go, Yeah, I choose you and I choose you, and then you take turns and then it sucks being the last person picked, isn't it? (laughs) It's the worst. And it's not encouraging to be picked last. But you know what? We've all been picked first. We've all been picked first, and that has to be an encouragement. There is no, I'm picking this guy first or that guy first. We have been picked by God first, and that has to be an encouragement to live out our faith. How many more do we have left? Those people with notebooks, they're onto it. Two more left. Alright, one, two, three. Means we're not alone. He's there with us. That was actually my last one. I thought that's probably a good one to finish. But this morning I was thinking, and I thought I can't go for nine. I have to go ten. bit of OCD kicked in, and I have to have like an even number. But you know what? I think it's it's a it resonates with me very very well, and I'm probably for you guys as well. Sometimes you feel alone in life. I'm sure of it. You feel alone. You could have people around you, but you still feel alone. Or you're struggling with issues, and you feel alone in those issues. This is something that resonates with me. If I know that I'm chosen by God, it means that I'm not alone. I'm not ever alone, because he is always there. And he's always there with you. Whatever you're going through... Whatever difficulties you're going through right now, or have been through, you may even be able to look back and go, you know what? God was there. God was there. I didn't see him at the time, but he was there. And there's probably at times now where you go, I'm struggling. I can't really see God, but he's still there. Um, um, one, two, three. Requires obedience. Now, that was the last one that I come up with this morning. No, I didn't God come up with it and told me to write it down. Is that it requires obedience? Being chosen by God actually requires us to be obedient to Him. You get that? It's beautiful to be chosen, but then I could just turn my back on God and go, Huh, I'll do my own thing, mate. Or it could be you chosen on that team, but then you start kicking the ball the wrong way. It's like you're not you're not doing what you were required to do. You weren't doing you were chosen to kick at the ball this way, but you're kicking it that way. It's actually obedience that goes with being chosen by God. And that's where we read in John. He says, Well, I've chosen you to go out and produce fruit. Imagine if the disciples were that selfish with all this uh, knowledge and and experience with Jesus, and they said, you know what? Let's just keep it to ourselves. Then I think this Bible would be a lot smaller than what it is. We mightn't even be here today. But thank the Lord that they were obedient and went out out to produce fruit. I want to finish with a couple of... uh, (laughs) Verses that talk about being chosen or choices. Um, and the first one's from 1 Corinthians. They're both from the New Testament. Um, they weren't actually in the, the readings, but I, I just felt encouraged by these. And I thought, if this gives us a little bit more insight into God, surely it's an encouragement for us today. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 27 to 31. So 1 Corinthians 1 27 to 31 says this Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And He chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things considered as nothing at all, and he used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. God has, God has, uni, unity, sorry, God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made right with God, uh, he, made, he made us pure and holy and he freed us from sin Therefore as the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord For me it gave me a little insight about how Jesus or how God went about choosing things um, And it's going to relate to a story I'm going to tell you in a second But it's kind of looking at when Jesus was here on earth. Who was the people that he hung around? Who was the people that he he sought out? You tell me. When Jesus was on earth, who were the people that he sorted out and talked to and related with? Sinners? Who else? Outcasts? The sick? Marginalized? The needy? The ordinary? Thank you. We've got a good picture now, don't we, of who Jesus hung out with. It's not the important people of the world or the powerful people of the world, is it? It's the ordinary. It's the sick. It's the needy. It's the marginalized. It's the, it's the people who need the most care. That's what God chose. That's what Jesus chose to make important. Okay, so if we've been chosen, then hopefully our choices are in line with God's. See, I'm running with the word chosen, and I think it's important. If we want to go out that door, we want to have something that we can grasp onto straight away. So sometimes that means that our mind has to then think against what the world's thinking. So we want to be looking out for the needy, the marginalised, the poor, the ordinary. You know what I mean? We need to be considering those people first, putting those people first. There's a lady, uh, I hope I say this right, a lady by the name of Fabiola. Uh, she, was, um, she was the first lady to set up hospital. Uh, she lived in uh, 300... A.D. and she died in 300, 399 A.D. So somewhere we don't really know when she was born, but that was the era that she lived. And she had this exactly same heart for that. She went out on purpose. Sold her actually sold her estate, set up a a, a hospital so to speak, and actually went out and got people who were sick, needy, needed treatment, dying on the streets, whatever it might be, and. And there's even been quotes that she put them on her own back and brought them in to care for them. And the money that she had was to support them with medicines and, and caring for them, etc. There was another quote I remember reading that people who were dying, she actually watered their lips as they were dying to keep their lips moist. And you can get the sense of this lady's heart. Was very much in line with what Jesus' heart was, um, and yeah, and, and it was amazing just reading some of the, her story um, because we know what happened in Jesus' time with those people who were not no, not necessarily important. They were on the streets, weren't they? When we often hear about Jesus going through the town, they're begging on the street, or sometimes, particularly if they had leprosy, where were they? You tell me. They couldn't even get in. They weren't even allowed in town. You are so unclean, we don't even want you in our suburb. Imagine that. Whereas this lady goes out of her way to get these people and to look after them. I thought that was an amazing story. And then uh, this is the last one I'll finish with. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter one and it's verse eleven to fourteen. Ephesians one eleven to fourteen says this. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. See, God's purpose was to have. Uh, God's purpose was that we Jews, who bring the first to trust in, in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth of the good news, and God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he indeed. He, sorry, he identified you as his own. By giving you the Holy Spirit, whom He promised long ago. See, the Spirit of God guarantees that He will give us the inheritance He promised and that He has purchased us to be His own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify Him. I love that. We are chosen in advanced. And we know the story of the the Bible obviously where it started with the Jews and then the Gentiles and it spread out to the ends of the earth and we're kind of you could call us the ends of the earth particularly where the Bible started and we're very blessed obviously to have that word come out but I just love the fact that we are chosen in advance. It wasn't Like I said, it wasn't a mistake or it wasn't something random. You know what? God chose you on purpose. And then that gives us purpose. Surely that gives us purpose. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you that you did choose us to be your children. You also chose us to be uh, your friends and not necessarily your slave. You're a loving God, you're a good God, who's enriched our lives through the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray that church continues to be a place where we get motivated and encouraged and then we walk out those doors living out our faith. I pray for those who are struggling at the moment. Lord, I pray that they are enriched by the message, knowing that you have chosen them that you have given them purpose in life and that they are never alone. And Lord, I want to pray for those who are on fire for you at the moment, who are living by your word and living by your spirit. Father, Lord, and help them to continue on that path. Help them to be bold and courageous as they share the good news to those around them by living it out. Lord, in those times, give us the right words to say. In those times, Lord, give us the right actions to do. And Lord, we pray for faithful uh, faithful people uh, that can impact the community around them. Lord, we pray that you keep enriching us and growing us, molding us, and even pushing us Lord, uh, into the direction that you want us to go. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.